What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys. First off, I was not impressed by any of the Shang-Chi trailers. I was going to watch it because it's Marvel. I watch all Marvel movies in the theater, but I wasn't as excited for this as I have been other Marvel movies. I just got out of the theater and I was pleasantly surprised. I actually had a blast with Shang-Chi. The trailers do not do this movie justice. And it's crazy when you think about it. This is, uh, what, 25 Marvel movies in? And 25 Marvel movies later, they are still delivering quality and opening up sections of the MCU that I didn't even know I wanted or needed. It's crazy to me. 25 movies later, and in a lot of ways it feels like Marvel is just getting started with the Disney Plus shows and now Shang-Chi. I enjoyed Black Widow. This is becoming one of my favorite phases. I am thoroughly enjoying phase four. There's so many cool moving pieces, uh, especially with this phase here, and I'm loving it. When I left the theater, I left wanting more. More everything. More martial arts. More Mandarin. More ring mythology. More everything. Shang-Chi does so many things right. It's formulaic, and I think it's very by-the-book Marvel, but it's the Marvel playbook perfected. Funny scenes, great character duos, connective universe tissue, perfect casting, action. 25 Marvel movies later, and I think Marvel has... They have that formula down. If the formula isn't broke, polish it. And I think Shang-Chi is polished. I do have a few issues with Shang-Chi, but for the most part, I think Shang-Chi is a top-shelf Marvel movie. I don't know where I put it at this point. I stopped ranking right out of the theater. I've noticed with me, after re-watching these movies over and over, they get kind of moved around in my rankings. But out of the theater, right now, gun to my dick, it's sitting on the top shelf. Definitely a top 10 Marvel movie. Maybe a top 5. All right, I might say top five. If you give me some time, all right, I might say this is a top five Marvel movie. That's how much I enjoyed it. That's how much I was surprised. There's some big movies out there when we're talking about rankings. Winter Soldier, Iron Man 1, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers. So I don't know exactly where I put it, but I will say this. Definitely top 10. Definitely top shelf Marvel. Definitely one of the best origin stories. I might go as far to say best origin story in the MCU. Shang-Chi grabbed me like Iron Man 1 and Captain America First Avenger where you just can't wait for them to be a part of the bigger universe. And something that makes this a good origin story, I think, is that I buy into the idea that Shang-Chi is a badass. For example, with the uh, first Doctor Strange movie, it felt like he learned everything and he became this magic-using badass over a weekend at the monastery. I love that Doctor Strange is in the universe. He's one of my favorite characters. But that first movie, his origin movie, moves so fast. I have trouble buying into the idea that he learned all that magic shit. I don't care how fast you can read or how good your comprehension skills are. It's a lot to buy into. But I think with Shang-Chi, something that really works for me, I believe our hero is a badass. I buy the skill of a hero. I wouldn't edit any of the flashbacks. And usually flashbacks can slow a movie down to a halt. But here, the flashbacks are done perfectly. I wouldn't edit any of the flashbacks. You see that Shang-Chi has been trained since a kid. You see training montages through his youth. 
he was sent out as an assassin to do a mission when he was 14. You see his journey. You you experience his journey. And I think the flashbacks also make our villain a more tragic villain. I can't remember the last time flashbacks and expedition dumps were used this perfectly. They don't hinder the movie. They actually strengthen it. Throughout Shang-Chi, I buy into the hero and the villain 100%. Like, I never once doubted their abilities. And all of the actors sell their roles and the action. Something that Marvel always does right, and it blows my mind, is casting. I don't know how they do it. Every single time, (coughs) with the exception of (coughs) Captain Marvel, every time, it's insane how perfect their casting is. Simu Liu plays Shang-Chi, Marvel's first Asian-led superhero, and... Yeah, he's Shang-Chi as much as RDJ is Iron Man. It's perfect casting. Where does Marvel find these people? This is Simu Liu's first lead role, and after this movie's over, you're just going to go find everything that he's been in, and you're just going to want to binge watch it. Full disclosure, I might have a, a small band crush on Simu Liu. By the way, go check out Kim's Convenience on Netflix. It's like five or six seasons long. Fucking love it. Simu Liu is a part of that cast. Do yourself a favor. But yes, Simu Liu is fantastic as Shang-Chi. He's an instant star, and he has that hero quality about him. There's something in his eyes and the way that he presents himself. He's going to be a much-needed character in the MCU going forward, especially with the loss of Steve Rogers. I think he has that kind of quality about him. I think he has what it takes to fill that Captain America void, that Steve Rogers void. He has that heart. Give him a few more movies, and he might be able to pick up Thor's hammer. Just saying, all right? So, I'm in love with Shang-Chi. Simu Liu, awesome. Anyway, Shang-Chi is here. Casting is perfect, and I can't wait to see how he impacts the overall universe. Pantheon casting. Simu Liu is amazing. Also, Simu Liu and Aquafina's chemistry is fantastic as Shang-Chi and Katie. Instantly put these two characters up there with your favorite MCU duos. They have great chemistry together. I buy that they are best friends. I just hope that they remain friends. We have a lot of love interests in the MCU. It's great just to see two people just value each other's friendships, two people of opposite sex that just enjoy each other's company as friends. So I really dig the best friends element to this movie. But yeah, Aquafina. Wow, Pantheon casting. She's one of those characters, one of those personalities that I just want her to meet everyone in the MCU just so I can see her react to them. Whether that's Rocket or Groot or Captain America. But uh, she's a lot of fun. Shang-Chi and Katie are an instant classic MCU duo. All right? Classic pairing. I love these two together. All right. Let's talk about more Pantheon casting. The boss. All right? Tony Leung as the Mandarin. Dude is so gangster in this movie. There's a scene after his wife dies and he goes to get vengeance. And he just walks into a room with a suit. And his sleeves are rolled up with the rings on. (laughs) it is so gangster it's so badass in the way that he just carries himself he's not as like big and imposing as uh, Thanos but when he walks into a room you know what's up all right Tony Leung's Mandarin is one of the best villains in the MCU to date whose ever idea it was to get Tony Leung needs a pay raise all right or a Starbucks gift card all right hook them up all right because it is such great casting I've always been a fan of his. The 90s were a big transition point for me, uh, from independent films, horror films, to old school Hong Kong cinema. So definitely familiar with Tony Leong, but I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't thought about Tony Leong in a decade. And here comes Marvel, casting him as the Mandarin. Perfect choice. He just 
he brings so much to the Mandarin. My favorite villains are always going to be the ones that are gray, that have some baggage. Like, you don't agree with his motivations, but you understand where he's coming from. And the dynamic between him and his wife and his loss and that he's been alive for thousands of years. And I just can't stop thinking about the Mandarin and Tony Leung's performance. Great stuff. Let's see. Let's talk about the rings. The way that the Mandarin and Shang-Chi move with the rings is so fucking cool. Like, how does Marvel... Again, I'm sucking Marvel's dick this whole episode, guys. How does Marvel keep on getting the weapons so perfect? The rings are just as cool as Cap Shield, Iron Man suit, Doctor Strange wavy magic hands. The rings are fucking awesome. They're iconic. The way they move, you can use them as steps, as stepping stones, as stepping rings, as a bubble shield. You can you can jump with them, blast people with them. You can use them for whatever. The shit is epic, man. I was not expecting to be blown away by the rings. Next time Shang-Chi shows up in the MCU and he drops those rings, you know some shit's gonna get real, alright? The first time he walks into a room in the next movie or the next TV show, people are gonna get excited, alright? There's gonna be a cool crowd reaction. I love the rings. Let's see, the action. The action is awesome. You get some very classic Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon moments. You get traditional martial arts. You get some fantasy elements. The action is solid. After I watched this movie, I was thinking about the, the recent Snake Eyes movie. All the people that created that movie, they need to take some notes, all right? This is how you do it. Shang-Chi good, Snake Eyes bad. Snake Eyes garbage, all right? Shang-Chi gets the action right, more than not. I do have a few issues, but that bus sequence has to be one of the best MCU fight scenes. It's so much fun. Go ahead and put that right up there in the top five MCU fight scenes. It has energy, great choreography, and Simu Liu sells the shit out of the action. Like, I believe he's a martial arts expert. I don't know much about him, but I don't know what his skill is, his skill level, but the dude sells the action. The fight scenes, especially in the first act, are fantastic. I've heard some people comparing it to The Raid, which is my favorite action movie of all time next to Die Hard. I mean, the action in The Raid blows the action in Die Hard out of the water, but those are my two favorite action movies. I don't think the action is as good as The Raid, but I'll say it's the best martial arts I've seen since John Wick 3 and then The Raid. I just wanted more action from uh, Shang-Chi. But the bus fight... The scaffolding fight, the backgrounds, the choreography is top-notch, the music with the fight scenes is perfect. So much energy. Great soundtrack, by the way. It reminds me a lot of the Black Panther soundtrack and Into the Spider-Verse a little bit. But the music with the fighting is awesome. The fights are worth the price of admission to uh, Shang-Chi. I was walking out to my car, and I was doing, like, you know, martial art poses in the parking lot. If a grown-ass man is doing that, I can't imagine what kids are doing, <laughs> okay? Action was awesome. Uh, a lot of energy with the action. I can't wait for more martial arts in the MCU. Let's see. Uh, another positive. And something I did not expect at all. Abomination and Wu. We saw them fight in the trailer. And that fight is real quick. I'm talking like 30 seconds, if that. But it's what happens after the fight. There's an understanding here between Emil, Abomination, and Wu. Like, this isn't their first rodeo. So, what's going on here? Is Wu doing side fight club fights? Wu is usually so by the book. So, I can't wait for Doctor Strange to find out if he is doing fight club stuff. You know, I want to see that look on Doctor Strange's face when he finds out Wu is a pit fighter on the weekends. <laughs> 
I did not expect that. That was a fresh surprise. And uh, Wu is just becoming one of my favorite side characters. Like, whenever he shows up in a movie, the movie is always better for it. Which, that's a great segue for our end credit scene. Um, first off, I love how the movie ends. Katie and Sean are telling their friends about their their uh, their experiences, taking out the soul suckers, and uh, the friends don't believe them. And then Wu shows up, and they walk through this portal. Great way to end the movie. That leads to the mid credit scene. We get uh, Sean, Katie, Wu, Bruce Banner, Captain Marvel. Uh, something interesting here is Bruce Banner. There's no signs of the Hulk. So I'm very curious what happened between Endgame and now. And I'm not for sure where Shang-Chi falls on the timeline. Is it before Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm not for sure exactly where it's, uh, where it's at on the timeline. So there's a lot that I could theorize about. There's a lot of rumors. But pretty much the entire reason for that scene is just to welcome Shang-Chi to the big circus. And to show us that these rings are old and that they are calling out to somebody somewhere. A lot of theories, a lot of rumors. I could talk about that for probably 30 minutes. But it just looks like Marvel's going to be utilizing Shang-Chi quite a bit in the future. So I'm excited and I can't wait for more Shang-Chi martial arts goodness. And then after that, we have an end credit scene. Shang-Chi's sister is supposed to disassemble the Ten Rings. But instead, it looks like she's creating what seems to be an army of female badasses. A lot of energy here. And then it says the Ten Rings will return. Guys, there's like three female badass groups in the MCU now. We got the Dora Milaje, we got the Black Widows, and now we have the Ten Rings led by Shang-Chi's sister. I don't care how you slice it, how you give it to me, I want a Ten Rings show. I want a Dora Milaje show, I want a martial arts Disney Plus show. I don't care how you cut it, alright? Maybe the Dora Milaje go against the female badass warriors of the Ten Rings or the Black Widows that are out there. There's just so much you can do with these uh, three female factions. I can't wait to see what they what they come up with. I just want a full-on gang war and let the baddest chicks survive, all right? And male or female, I don't care. Just give me an MCU blood sport, all right? Take us back to the Fight Club. Give me more Abomination. Give me more Woo. Inner Wolverine as a fighter. Groot, Winter Soldier. I want an MCU blood sport. I want six to seven hours of hardcore martial arts Fight Club action on Disney+. Plus. So I'm very curious to see where all this goes. They gotta be cooking up something. I bet you anything we'll get a Ten Rings announcement uh, by the end of the year or at least by mid-year. And real quick, I also want to bring up that first mid-credit scene. It ends with karaoke. Calling it now. I want the next Avengers movie to end with a big karaoke scene. A big karaoke scene can be the new shawarma scene. Just throwing that out there into the universe. Marvel needs to make that happen. The end of the next Avengers movie has to end with a big karaoke scene. That would be awesome. Alright guys, I do have a few negatives. This movie has a lot of Pantheon elements from casting Simu Liu, uh, Tony Leung, Aquafina. The action is really good for the most part. And uh, the rings. Holy shit, the way they utilize the rings in this movie is so badass. But I do have some gripes. Pantheon is subjective, but what would have made this Pantheon for me? Or what would I have changed? First off, let's talk about my main issue. The third act of Shang-Chi is your usual generic MCU third act. It's got some cool moments, it has some cool fantasy moments, but I wish they would have pulled back just a little bit on the spectacle. I think the first act is the best act. If they could have bottled up the energy and the action from that first act and applied it to the third act... This might have been Pantheon for me, guys. But all the practical action, the sets, the energy, 
from that first act gets shelved for a uh, a big CGI fest. I just think they went too big. They just went too big. Some of it looks good. Some of it looks bad. Some of it looked like the end of Dark World. It didn't ruin the movie, but for me, I just, I start to check out a little bit with the third act. I think the whole soul-sucking monsters is pretty generic. Uh, there's a lot going on, and I don't buy a lot of the action. The soul-suckers should have probably sucked everybody off in like five minutes. Then there's that big lion-looking creature. Should have killed everyone on the battlefield, <laughs> right? In a matter of seconds. So, just a lot going on, and I would have preferred a more intimate third act. I wanted a more grounded, less crazy CGI spectacle. It's something I'm used to at this point with Marvel, with DC, but I think it would have been better if they just pulled back a little bit and went with a more classical martial arts ending. Like a crouching tiger-hidden dragon kind of ending, alright? This would probably be my favorite MCU movie if they did something like that. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Brad, but I want that big production, that big CGI, I want that big spectacle. I think if they were given a more classic martial arts one-on-one -on -one ending between Shang-Chi and his dad, I think people would have bought it. I think sometimes Marvel underestimates the fans. And as you can see, they're doing some crazy shit this phase. Most people are on board with the crazy train. So maybe it's time to pull back from that third act spectacle just a little bit. Don't underestimate the basics. So I wasn't crazy about the third act. Let's see, moving on. This didn't ruin the movie for me, but there's this big-ass white dude with a machete for a hand. He's a Ten Rings henchman. I had to look up his character's name on IMDb. It's uh, Razor Fist. All right, He reminded me of the guy with the messed-up hand in Logan, and he just reminded me of a character I feel like we've seen a thousand times in these comic book movies. Just take Machete Hand Guy out of Shang-Chi, and every scene, replace him with that badass-looking ninja guy. The one that trained Shang-Chi as a kid. Just replace him with that guy every scene. Give him more to do. For one, I think he got shortchanged anyway. He gets sucked off in the third act. I had to look up his name on IMDb as well. Death Dealer. This guy looks badass, alright? And there's one fight between him and Shang-Chi. They have a, a quick skirmish. But I wanted one more showdown with them, the trainer and the trainee. Every time the generic white guy... The machete hand guy is on screen. Just replace him with the death dealer ninja or another ninja that looks badass because the white guy just stuck out like a sore thumb. Super generic. Let's see. Also, I wanted more fights. All right? I wanted more fights. You get the bus fight, the scaffolding fight. A few other fights are mixed in there. You get the classic kind of um, crouching tiger, hidden dragon fight between the Mandarin and his wife. But I think the best fights all are in that first act. When we get a Shang-Chi sequel, I hope the fights are spread out a little bit more and more of them because that's my favorite moments. All right, I'm doing kung fu shit in the parking lot. All right, I want more fights. Let's see. Let's talk about Trevor Slattery. I like that he's in this movie. And anytime that you can get Ben Kingsley to play this character, I'll take it. But I wish he would have used his skills a little bit more. Like when they're breaking out of the compound, have him do some kind of acting thing that gets them out. Uh, maybe try and intimidate the guards or go into his uh, Shakespeare act as a distraction. He wasn't a negative for me. I really love Ben Kingsley. I just wish they would have done more with him. Utilized his skills. But he was fun. It was nice seeing him again. I'll take Ben Kingsley wherever I can get him. Let's see. I think that's most of my negatives. So yeah, guys. I don't have a lot of negative things to say. I wasn't a fan of the Shang-Chi trailer. But guys, I was surprised. This is probably... I know this is in my top 10. 
top 10 Marvel movie, top shelf Marvel movie, maybe top five. Let's give it time to breathe. All right. But yeah, a lot of fun. And I can't wait for a sequel. I'm glad martial arts is unlocked in the MCU. I can't stop thinking about this movie. I can't wait to spend more time with these characters. I had a blast. All right, guys, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Did you enjoy the movie? Is it top 10, top 5 Marvel? Are you looking forward to what Marvel's doing next? Are you excited for the Eternals? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. Peace out. Yeah.